Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Thursday, September 8th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the unthinkable happened last night. Uh, one run lead heading into the ninth inning. You hand the ball to Emmanuel Classe, and up until this point this season, that was pretty much an automatic. Classe uh, lost the strike zone, walked the first two batters he faced, he gave up uh, his first run in something like 14 appearances, and uh, eventually. Eventually, a walk-off sacrifice fly to Salvador Perez after an intentional walk to Bobby Witt Jr. And uh, the Kansas City Royals walk off the Cleveland Guardians in the finale of their three-game series here at Kauffman Stadium. Uh, 2-1, and instead of heading to Minnesota for an off day, uh, feeling good about themselves, the Guardians uh, have to think about the one that got away. Yeah, definitely. Just a tough, tough loss, Joe. Uh, and, uh, just, you know, if you only score one run though, you know, you can't really blame class a or the bullpen or, or Cody Morris. I thought they strung together that bullpen game very, very well. I mean, I, I've got to lay this one on, on the offense. You can't score more than one run against the worst pitching team in the American league. You know, you're, that's on you really. And it's just a shame that, you know, it came down to, uh, the ninth inning and, uh, you know, class A, like you said, it's been automatic. He's facing the bottom of the order and he walks the first two guys he faces. And right then you knew he was in trouble. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was, def- it was a definitely a, a different feel for class A. He kept missing to the same, pretty much the same location. Uh, and it was consistent. Uh, he just, he couldn't get that call uh, low below the zone and it was, uh, it, it turned out, you know, put two guys on base and set up a bunt situation. Uh, you, you know, you thought maybe after they, they, they laid down the sacrifice bunt that he could get a, a ground ball double play and get out of it. But MJ Melendez came through with a base hit up the middle. And we're, we're just not used to seeing that off of uh, a class A in this bullpen. We'll get into the, to the bullpen and, and how good they've been to this point. Uh, but but first, like you said, you got to mention the offense. Uh, it was Oscar Gonzalez, a uh, couple of doubles. He doubled in the fourth inning, uh, moved to third base on a ground out, and then uh, Owen Miller uh, drives him home with a, a bloop double to, to center field, and and that was it. Cleveland's offense went uh, two for five with runners in scoring position. 
Uh, they stranded what five runners on base, uh, but but really they, there there was not much traffic. It was uh, Zach Granke again uh, able to come out and be Zach Granke against them for the most part. Uh, you know he he did uh, Tito said after the game he did all his his usual uh, the fundamental things that he does right uh, fields his position well. Uh, you know, holds runners on base, and you know they had a the Guardians had a, a base runner thrown out at second. Uh, uh, Andres Jimenez uh, on a on a steal attempt. So, uh, yeah, it, it's um, it, it's a frustrating loss, not because of what the bullpen did, but because of what the offense didn't. Yeah, exactly, Joe. And the whole series, you know, I mean, we should be used to this, but the whole series they had they had thirty hits in this series, the Guardians. Five of them, or six, went for extra bases. One home run, and uh, you know, five doubles. And you're lucky to you're lucky to go two out of three, win two out of three when when you do that. And it's just you know, it, it's no surprise. This is the way the offense is built. But you know, when when you when you get that great pitching like they got, uh, you just you know, it's just really it's 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 tough to watch. It's it's tough to watch when you can only, you know, score one run. And uh, even, you know, last night, the eight hits, they out hit the Royals eight to six. But the only extra base hits are the two doubles by Gonzalez. And you're just not going to win a lot of games like that. No. And, uh, you know, you know, going into the game that it's, it's going to be a bullpen game. You know uh, that that Cody Morris is limited to about 60 pitches uh, as, as a rookie, as a starter coming off an injury. You know, they're trying to get a look at him here uh, in this this opportunity to pitch with Aaron Savali and and Zach Plesak sidelined. Uh, Cody Morris gave you more than more than enough, more than what you were maybe expecting out of him. Uh, four innings, only allowed three hits, walked one, struck out two. Uh, he looked like a completely different pitcher from the guy who made his major league debut uh, against Seattle last week. Uh, and then you got into that bullpen, which has been pretty much the, the the best bullpen in baseball since the all-star break. And, and they gave you the uh, four innings of, of really uh, just, they, they sort of walked that razor's edge the whole time uh, because uh, guys like uh, uh, Trevor Steffen, uh, you know, bailed out James Karen who who walked a couple of guys and, uh, you know, Brian Shaw then came in and bailed out Trevor Steffen an inning later after Trevor Steffen, gave up a walk and a hit. Uh, it, they all sort of passed the torch on to each other and and really struck it together. Uh, and you'd think handing the ball off to Class A there in the in the ninth, the, the, it's case closed. But, uh, you know, like Tito said, uh, he, he showed that he's human, I guess, is the, is, is the result. And, you know, you just hope that this doesn't snowball into something for Class A. Uh, you know, the next time he goes out there, he, he, can, he can get the job done again and gets right back on track. Yeah, that was uh, what broke a string of uh, streak of 25 straight saves for him. The uh, longest uh, by a Cleveland reliever since uh, Jose Mesa at 38 in, in 1995, 38 straight saves. Uh, he was on a roll. I mean, you know, he walked three guys, Joe. I don't think this guy's walked. You know, he had eight walks total for the season coming into the game, I think, or seven walks total right. coming into the game. So, uh just an uncharacteristic night uh, by by Class A. It usually happens. It happens to the best closers. Usually, most closers 
blow, you know, four to, you know, five to six saves a year. I think this was Class A's third blown save. So mm -hmm. it happens, and you just got to roll on. And like you're right, I mean, here's, you know, you just got to come back from that. And uh, he's shown no signs. He hasn't, you know, last year, you know, he would have a little, he'd get on a streak where there would, you know, things like that would happen. But we haven't even seen, you know, any indication of that. So hopefully this is a one and done and he gets back to, uh, you know, his normal way, normal, uh, normal routine of slamming the door. Yeah, they had let uh, Karen check close out uh, the game the night before because they were trying to stay away. They had pitched class A three games in a row and, and, and you know, wanted to give him a break. And, and, and Karen check pitched on uh, on Tuesday night, uh, got the save and, uh, you know, made. It, it seems silly to think that that would would have any effect on Class A at all, uh, and I don't think it did. But you know, you you sort of you sort of broke that that string by not giving him the opportunity to get the save there uh, the night before. And, and you know, uh, who knows? He comes out in a one run one run game. Uh, one nothing is is like Tito said was a, a really tough way to win a, win a ball game, uh, especially when you know you're you're on the road and. Uh, the the other team gets a, a chance there. Uh, you got to look at uh, just the effort of this bullpen since the All Star break, and, and the numbers uh, going into last night's game, uh, you know, pretty outstanding. Pretty, pretty, they they jump off the page. Uh, heading into the game, the the bullpen led the majors since the All Star break with a 195 ERA, uh, 257 fielding independent pitching. And uh, 096 whip, uh, you know, uh, walks and hits per inning. Uh, the uh, and and the opposing uh, OPS was only 548, which is crazy to think uh, for your bullpen uh, coming coming into the game. Uh, they ranked second in strikeout rate, 28.7 percent, and and they were on pace to to set the franchise record uh, for post All Star break ERA uh, for a bullpen. Uh, that's held by the 1954 bullpen uh, at 2.17. So, so really, just a historic stretch by this bullpen. And, and really, other than the two runs that they gave up uh, uh, last night, it's you, you know you you think they they did the job last night. Yeah, you know, it just it went from you know he, you know Sam Hentges has, has really pitched well. He he relieved Morris. Then you go to Aniel De Los Santos, uh, Karen Check. Karinchak pitched for like the fourth time in five days. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, he walked three guys, but he kept his scoreless inning streak intact. Then like, you know, and then, uh, you know, Trevor Steffen comes in and throws a scoreless inning. Shaw comes in and gets the last two outs in the eighth. And he's, Shaw was throwing 96 and 97 miles an hour. That's the best he's looked in a long time. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, Class A stubbed his toe there. Yeah, I uh, I waited around. I wanted to talk to Brian Shaw uh, after the game, but uh, he was already on the bus by the time I I, I got to the clubhouse, and uh, you know they were they were ready to get on their flight to to Minnesota. So uh, I'll I'll catch up with him uh, you know before the the twin series, but uh, that was a, a pretty outstanding effort coming into bailout Trevor Steffen, who had gotten in some trouble uh, in in that inning. He he came up and cleaned up the uh, the eighth with the final two outs there, got a strikeout, big. Strike break out and, uh, and got out of the game uh, or got out of the inning. Uh, yeah, you, you, you can't fault the the bullpen for what they did. Uh, and, and Class A, obviously, you, you want to give him 
uh, a, a little more credit uh, just based on his body of work. Uh, I, I want to go back to the decision there uh, that was talked about after the game, uh, the decision to intentionally walk Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, with the base open to to face uh, Sal Perez with the bases loaded. Sal Perez, the only guy who, who really did much offensively for um, – uh, Kansas City. He was two for four last night with uh, with obviously the sacrifice fly, the run driven in. Um, you know, in that situation, uh, do you, do you agree with the strategy? Uh, you, you know, you're maybe playing for um, the ground ball double play to get out of the uh, out of the game, or at least get out of the inning tied. Uh, and and Perez is probably easier to double up than Witt. Yeah, I thought I thought that was uh, that made sense to me. You know, Class A has has rolled a lot of double plays. I think he's nine or ten double plays when he's in in the game. Remember that series against the Rockies at four game series? I think right. he got four straight saves, and every every game ended with a double play. So you know, I think uh, you know he that sinker, you know, produces a lot of ground balls. It just uh, you know. Uh, Perez got under it and uh, you know drove it just far enough. And Miles Straw still made a pretty good throw throw home, but he wasn't going to get Nicky Lopez. No, that's uh, that, that's a big ask right there. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, you know the from the Royals' perspective, they 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 kind of think of it as you know Sal Perez is is the guy who who carries their offense, and the the young guys on that team really sort of look to him. Uh, and, and in that moment, he stepped up and, and, you know, got the job done. And that that it's not like he needed any more credibility in that uh, clubhouse than he already has. Uh, but it certainly goes a long way for for that uh, that team when they see, uh, you know, pretty much their their big hitter come through in that big situation. Yeah. And you, you kind of, you know, that motivates a guy like Perez, I'm sure, when they walk somebody intentionally to get to get to him in that kind of situation. And uh, yeah, that's a pretty that's a that's a tough choice. But I I think you know Perez doesn't run well. You got a double you know the double play is set at any base, and uh, it just didn't work out. Right. Yeah. So what does that mean for the the standings and and what happens uh, to the Guardians? Uh, hold on, first place there. Well, it it is pretty much a wash. Uh, the the Guardians find themselves uh, on this off day now two games ahead of. Uh, Minnesota, there was a chance there to be two and a half ahead, but uh, the loss took care of that. Minnesota goes in, gets uh, swept in a doubleheader at New York. The Yankees come back uh, with uh, a walk-off in, in game one in extra innings, uh, and then uh, they get a grand slam from Isaiah Kiner-Falefa in, in game two, and they hold on to beat the Twins 5-4 in the second game. Uh, every time the Twins see a Yankees uniform uh it, it just it, it neutralizes them they they can't do anything uh it, I think there's something like two and 25 or something like that against the Yankees since 2015 uh the really ridiculous numbers uh so they've got one more matchup uh, uh on Thursday before they uh they head home to to, to face the uh the Guardians uh it, so Cleveland's lead could be two and a half by the by the, the time they step on the field on Friday. Yeah, that's not a bad way to do it. And uh, yeah, they said they had a, you know, they really kind of, I guess, like, you know, you can't when you only score one run, you can't really complain about picking up a half game in the standings. But, you know, the <laughs> opportunity was there uh, to, you know, 
to really go in with a two and a, you know to have a two and a half game lead today with the Twins getting swept. But uh, hey, <laughs> I think they'll they'll take their this their position right now, and uh, it's uh, it's it's just going to be an interesting series. And Joe wasn't didn't didn't Isaiah uh, uh, Falafa? I mean, didn't he start the season with the Twins? Is didn't they trade him? You know, they traded him to the Yankees, didn't they? Him right. And, yeah. Yeah. He was he was in the deal for uh, Gio Rochella and uh, that's right. Um, yeah. Uh, Gary Sanchez. Uh, but you know, just looking at all that, um, you, you're thinking about the the Twins, but right now the White Sox are also two games behind. Uh, they've they've got one more win and uh, and one more loss than the Twins. Uh, the White Sox 69 and 68. The Twins 68 and 67. Uh, the Guardians 70 and 65. So uh, both the Twins and the White Sox are two games back of Cleveland right now. Uh, the White Sox beat uh, Seattle on the road in Seattle. They beat them nine six yesterday, uh, and you know that, that that's a place where the Guardians really couldn't couldn't come up with a win. But uh, White Sox scored uh, you know three runs in the a run in the eighth, two in the ninth to to break a six six tie and and beat the the, the Mariners. Uh, you know, just you got to start to think about and and keep an eye on. Uh, that White Sox lineup, the the Guardians still play them what three more games in Chicago? Uh, three more, you know, yeah. next, next well, week. Well, they got four so, more. Yeah, four more. One, four, one four in Cleveland and three in Chicago. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about that one game that they have to play on the the, was, the day that was supposed to be an off day for for everybody, but uh, now is uh, a noon start in Cleveland. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, Eloy Jimenez drove in three runs yesterday for the the White Sox, so. Uh, just got to keep an eye on them uh, as well. If that's a team that could get hot in a hurry and and has the firepower to to sort of you know run right past both Cleveland and Minnesota. Yeah, they they're six and four in their last ten. Uh, the the Twins are four and six, and uh, the Guardians are three and seven. So they're the hot. You know, the White Sox are the hottest team. You know, it, um, amongst the uh, you know the 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 AL Central contenders. So you know. I, you keep thinking they're done, but they're they're not, and they really haven't hit that hot streak yet. So um, maybe they still, you know, with the last with 28, 27 games to go, who knows? I mean, you can't you can't you know just uh, you know turn a give turn a blind eye to them. You've you've really got to uh, pay attention to them, and you know, fortunately, um, Cleveland uh, has four more games with them, so they can you know maybe decide their fate with against the White Sox. Curious that they get hot, you know, when Tony LaRusse is not on the bench. That's that, that's yeah. just that's just strange to me. I, I wonder how that happens. Yeah, uh, all, they, all they had to do was put LaRusse in the hospital, and and they oh, get going. <laughs> uh, I didn't and, mean I didn't mean any no, any bad. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I understand. I, we we don't want to put that out there. Uh, uh, looking over in the National League, I guess the only other race to to mention right now is uh, the National League East. Where the Mets and the uh, the Braves are really sort of uh, neck and neck there. The the Braves a, a half game back. Uh, the Mets are up um, 87 and 51. Uh, Atlanta 86 and 51. Uh, Atlanta's won seven straight. Uh, the Mets have won two in a row. And and really it's it's uh, a case of the Mets had a, what a 10 game lead at one point and and now that's that's down to you know practically nothing. 
Yeah, that's a big race and a good race. And our buddy, uh, Tyler Naylor, Tyler Naquin might be in uh, in for, you know, to have a really a, a big influence in, in that race for the Mets, Joe. Starling Marte has a, uh, you know, displaced uh, fracture of a fi- the middle finger on his right hand. He got hit by a pitch. And uh, Naylor's going to start getting some more playing time um, with the Mets. So, uh, you know, we'll have to watch him. He had, I think he had a big game last night. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe he'll have an influence in, on that club and uh, help them, uh, you know, win that win the NL East. Yeah, that, that it, it depends on which Tyler Naquin uh, they get. Is it the Tyler Naquin that that showed up in Cincinnati after after Cleveland cut him loose and and sort of, uh, you know, turn it reinvented himself out there in the outfield? Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, that's that's who the Mets are, are banking on. They're uh, using to replace Marte. But. Uh, Starling Marte is a tough guy to replace in that lineup the way that, that he was hitting the ball like, pretty much all, all season and all last year. So uh, very interesting to, to follow. And, and yeah, it's uh, nice to, to keep up with uh, Nate, one a good guy to, to, to talk to in the clubhouse. Uh, always had fun, you know, covering him. Uh, all right, uh, heading into this, uh, this twin series, uh, beginning on Friday, we will preview it uh, tomorrow morning on the podcast. And... Uh, get you ready for all the matchups and what to expect. Poinsy, we will uh, talk to you then. All right, Joe.